everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where if you had Miami Boys Choir as a TikTok sensation at the start of the Jewish New Year on your bingo card, then you win. I certainly did not. Good morning, everybody, and thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, Head of Social Responsibility at Cross River and the host of That's Life. You can find me here every Thursday right after Allison, right before Yussie's live lunch. Yeah, so if you don't know what's going on with Miami Boys Choir and TikTok, I, I mean, then you're frankly... The last person on earth not to know. It's the craziest thing in the entire world. People have become absolutely obsessed with Miami Boys Choir. I mean, folks, tell us something we don't know for those of us who have been singing, you know, Miami Boys Choir, Basiata Deshmaya, and Anna Bakalach, and everything else. For those of you who went to Morishah and still think those songs are still relevant, we know Miami Boys Choir is a hit. But the fact that it has literally, I mean, it's nuts. It's taken over TikTok. A sentence I. I never thought I'd ever say words I never thought would ever come out of my mouth. But yes, your Achmiel Begun is now a TikTok sensation. I checked, uh, somebody actually commented that they checked the other night and he had now 100,000 followers on TikTok. I don't even know what to say. Those are, <laughs> that's just some crazy stats for the beginning of the Jewish New Year. I got to be honest with you. But either way, um, yeah, just just Google it. You can find every article that's ever been written about in the last, it's gone on like 10 days now. Maybe a little bit more at this point. I think it started to rev up about 10, 12 days ago, and it's like, it's totally loco. It's totally crazy. It's totally crazy. But anyway, 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 check it out. It's fun to watch. And um, and yeah, there are songs, which one of the songs we'll close with today. <laughs> there are songs that are getting play now that have not gotten play, that have never, as my kids say, never gotten the recognition they deserved. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's also some early, some early Morty Schaap, you know, footage in there, right? Am I right about that? Yes. So you want to see Morty Schaap when he's like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, whatever it is. And then you're looking at him going, of course he was going to be Morty Schaap. You got to be kidding me. But where all these guys are now is also a funny story. All right. I'm done on my uh, my two minutes of Miami Boys Choir, but either way, go check it out. It's actually a lot of fun to see. I hope everyone had a Chag Sameach, a Ktiva V'chatima Tova to everybody. Davening was beautiful in the youngest role of Woodmere. My thanks to everyone who davened for the Amud, both our um, both our Balabatim and our hired hands, I should say, really did beautiful jobs. Davening was lovely. The weather was lovely. That's basically... That's basically my entire Rosh Hashanah update. Oh, one second. There was one other thing. We had 17 different kinds of honey. Yeah, you didn't know there were 17 different kinds of honey. No, there are even more than that. So we we bought 13. No, we didn't buy 13. We had a whole bunch of gifts given to us. Thank you to my friend who gave me three Jamie Geller flavored, different flavored honeys. That was interesting. It was like a mint lime one and uh, a bunch of different ones. So Jamie has different artisanal Honey's out there. And then, of course, there's the Savannah Bee Company, which everybody highlights. We had fresh honeycomb, which was like, I don't know, it was like, it's going to sound ridiculous. It was too honey. It was like, it was like super honey. It was like intense honey, uber honey. I don't even know how to explain it. And then my daughter made four different kinds of infused honeys in the house, including a um, a blueberry sage honey, which was interesting. I know you're like, why are you talking this much about honey? Because, because frankly, you know, I talk about salt all the time. So I figured I would give honey its due for the 48 hours. I can basically tolerate that much honey in my life because 
I'm not a sweet person and I like salt. But anyway, she made a blueberry honey infused, uh, blueberry sage infused honey. Why is that such a big deal? Because here's a little interesting fact for you all. I know you're missing all this in your life. The blueberries were so juicy or have their own liquid that it thinned out the honey. So the honey actually became very drippy. It was, it was super thin, which was super strange. Um, but nevertheless, it was, it was a good time. We all had a good time. Okay, let's get to today's national holidays. First of all, a shout out to my brother, Jordan. Happy birthday to you. It's National Coffee Day. You bet it is, folks. When's it not? Come on. It's National Biscotti Day. Interesting. I did not bake this morning. I thought you all should know. Um, it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Day. That's, that's fun. Do you have a favorite Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? Can you name all of them? If you can, don't share that with people. That's not a good like party tip. Like, don't walk into a party and say, you know, I know all four names. That's not going to make you popular. It's not cool. Um, it's also silent movie night, which is very interesting to me. Not that I've ever seen a silent movie. It's also, and this is important, something that we, that actually has been a big movement in the five towns right now. It is International Day of, of Awareness of Food Loss and Waste Reduction. So it's not necessarily that we are looking in the five towns to... Um, go all out in term what I mean by this campaign that 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 the that the community has recently started of reducing your amount of food waste, though I will say that post the hug, it's it is it's horrifying to see or think about how much food will be thrown out in from homes across the globe. That is for sure. But we have been heightening awareness in the five towns of those people who are struggling with feeding their families. And so local food pantries are sincerely asking for donations, canned foods, dry goods, etc. are all very, very needed, especially around the Chagim. So if you have what to donate or you can pick up a couple of extra items, check out your local food pantry. We have one in the five towns for sure. And do your part to help feed members of your community. Let's do, let's do the wonton. Let's do our fortune cookie. Wonton, fortune cookie. Here we go. First fortune of the new year. It's a lot of pressure on this one. Your dearest wish will come true. Wow. All right. That's a tall order for the first fortune cookie of the new year. Well, let's see what happens because I know that my, I mean, I've been trying to get this new guest on for the last couple of weeks. So maybe this is my dream come true, that she's finally able to join me. Rebecca Spinner joins me this morning. Rebecca is actually a fascinating story. Not just that she has a story, but she has incredibly, incredibly and creatively checked at, sorry, not checked out, designed and uh, built a website to help set up a date, not to make a shidduch, not to set up a guy and a girl and set up a couple, et cetera. cetera. That's not what this is. This is not like shidduch finder. This is you have a date. It has to be planned. I need help with that. And so come along this website called checkmatedate.com, or I think it's checkmatedate.wixsite. We're going to check that with, with Rebecca in a second, .com, and it will help you plan your entire date. Rebecca, good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you doing? I am doing well. So is it CheckmateDate.com or the Wix site has to be in there? No, it could be CheckmateDate.com. It 
That's what you could type in. Okay, perfect. So checkmatedate.com is where you can find this website where it will help you plan your date. So let's take a step back, Rebecca. Let tell me tell me how this idea started and when you built the entire site. So this kind of started back in COVID when my brother and I, my younger brother and I were dating and it was super hard to plan dates back then. There was nothing open, nothing available. We were all in backyards and parks. And I really felt bad for my brother and his friends that were having to plan these dates. And by extension, I felt bad for the girls who were on these dates because they just weren't very appealing dates. So I started putting together lists of recommendations, maybe things that were still open. And just the list kept getting bigger and bigger. It was just a regular Word doc PDF. And then it grew into these massive Google Docs that were around 150 pages long. And then recently I was convinced to turn the information in these Google Docs into a website. There were 150 pages of content of where and how to set up a date? Well, there was 150 pages worth of activities. And then there was a separate list of food locations as well, kind of to coordinate. So it was like around 250 to 300 pages of content. That's crazy. I mean, wow. Okay. So the, the, how did you organize or, I mean, before the website was built, which obviously seems like a natural progression to having 300 pages of content and needing to put it in some kind of semblance of order so that it is user friendly and that people can actually partake in all the information you've accumulated. But what what sort of categories were included in these hundreds of pages? So from a very high level, it was broken down by location, five towns, Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, Lakewood, Muncie, you know, it was first broken down by location. And then within each location, it was kind of broken down by categories. So whether it was a paint night, whether it was an axe throwing, whether it was a lounge or something like that, that's kind of how I broke down per location, each of the categories of activities. That's amazing. And then beyond that, beyond the activities, what else can people learn on the site? I mean, I kind of try to make it as easy as possible for people to plan a date. So I'll make the effort. I'll go into the website and I'll extract, you know, the hours that they're open, their phone number, their address, their prices, their options. I'll link their Instagram, their Facebook. I'll try to pull out as much helpful information as possible from the websites or social media and put it on the list. And have you heard back from any of these establishments that thank you for sending these people my way? Um, I have not heard back from establishments, but I have heard back from guys who have been planning dates that it was incredibly helpful in deciding where to go. There's so much pressure in, in, in designing or in crafting a date, right? Yes. And what, and in terms of the way you've made it easier, like you've, you've, demystified it you've simplified it right people it's hard to be creative and you're allowing them to be creative in a just a very easy manner yeah is i'm trying to take the guesswork out of the date i'm trying to put options in front of people like i know that there are certain dates that are normal for people to go on at certain times but you know some people just don't know what's out there and i feel like if they had options in front of them they might they might make a different choice And for out-of-towners, right? A guy who's got to come in or a girl who's got to go somewhere else and whatever. Like, you don't know what to do when when you're out of town. Right, for sure. 
there's there's also got to be um, a tremendous amount of like uh, it must be very gratifying to you to get that kind of feedback from somebody who's struggling to plan a date. It, it's really helpful to get the feedback. I do this um, purely out of the goodness of my heart. I do it for the guys that are planning the dates. I do it for the girls that are on the dates. And I, I, for me, I just love feedback. I love to know if maybe I got something wrong. Maybe there's something incorrect on there. Maybe something that should be taken off. It, it helps me. It helps everybody else who's on the website. I always appreciate feedback. That's amazing. Checkmate date dot com is where you can find information about planning a date. By the way, we should also just mention that this is a great site for for couples who are married 30 years also who just want a night out and don't want to have to you know, don't want to have to go crazy and trying to plan something either fancy or whatever, but just need good ideas. Yeah, it's for anyone. I write on the front page of the website. It's for dates. It's for friends. It's for, you know, married couples. It's for anyone that just wants to have a good time. I, I love, by the way, speaking of the other things that are on your site, I love when you explain the full story behind where the site came from. I wonder if you could share parts of that with everybody. Yeah, sure. So as someone who's single and someone being on dates, I, I see that there is like a, I see that there's a rhyme and reason to the dates that people go on and why people choose to go on certain dates at certain times. But at some point, I feel like some people just do what the system tells them and they don't really think about what the environment would do for them, what it would do for their date. And maybe that if some, even if something is like the system to do, it might not bring out their best selves. So my classic example is like the lounge on the first date totally get why people go to a lounge on a first date it makes a lot of sense but it doesn't work for everybody's personality and it's such a shame if somebody constantly quote-unquote shoots themselves in the foot and puts themselves in an environment that doesn't bring out their best self just because they don't know where else to go so I kind of want people to be like would love for people to be a little bit self-aware of their own personality and the personality of their date and say okay what would be best for what we want to accomplish on this date with these people. That's kind of the mentality. That's, that's great. And have people been receptive to that feedback also? Yeah, I, I mean, I think so. I haven't heard any negative feedback about it, so I assume people like it. <laughs> well, truth be told, if there was negative feedback, you certainly would have heard. That is for sure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Single Network. I'm joined by Rebecca Spinner, who is the genius behind CheckmateDate.com. By the way, where'd you come up with the name? Thank you. CheckmateDate.com. Where did you come up with the name for Checkmate Date? So originally, in the beginning of COVID, when everyone was stuck in the backyards in the parks, I knew that people were using board games, you know, to pass the time. So I actually created a, a board game, Gamas, and I called it Checkmate Dates. So when that was that was the board game, Gamas, I had. So eventually, when I created the list, I created the website. I just took the name and added it to the website. Okay. Okay. Rewind a second. Rewind, <laughs> rewind a second. You had a board game gamach. Yeah, it didn't really take off, but like the idea was is that I knew that I, just like myself and my brother and his friends, we were all in backyards, we were in parks, we were, it was not the best, they were not the best dates in the whole world. So I figured if people had board games that they could take on these dates, maybe the dates would be better. So I researched like 
board games that could be done with two people. And I invested in a bunch of board games, you know, for people to use. Rebecca, I, I love that. I am smiling from ear to ear. That is, that is both the funniest and the greatest idea I've ever heard. That it's unbelievable. I get what, Okay, and it didn't take off. Why? Because there wasn't enough traction about it. People didn't hear about it, or um, my parents didn't love for my name and my number to be on there. Mm. So I put an email address. So I'm I'm assuming people didn't want to reach out to like a random number, which is totally fine. The people who knew about it used it, but it didn't get like massive traction. But if it helped some people, it was fine. Right, and we should also, by the way, mention, which I think is worth mentioning, is that we're not using. Um, in this conversation, we're not using the name that you're known by. No. And the reason for that, I think, is is fair to is fair to share if that's okay. Sure. That and and feel free. Like you know, when when we have guests on the network, obviously we expect everyone to use their name because that's the part of the authenticity of the conversation. But in this case, you made a very very important point that I totally respected, which is why we're using an alternate name. So just share that with everybody for a second. Um, I guess the purpose of the website is to help people and just to give people a different perspective, but I would never want people who I'm dating to start to feel all intimidated about the website and have these crazy, that I have these crazy expectations about the dates that I'm going on. Cause it's not really about me. It's about everybody else. So I want to be as anonymous as possible. Yep. And I, and I totally heard that. And I respect that. And truth be told is I respect the guys you date also. Like I would imagine that it's probably exceedingly intimidating to know that the person behind the website is the person you're sitting across the table from. So I, I, I hear that. I totally heard that. And out of respect for, for that and for the point that you made, you know, we went, I went along with this for this time, but I think that probably in my 12 or 13 years at this point, maybe even more than that of doing this show, I don't think I've ever done this before. I'm honored. <laughs> well, you made a really good point, Rebecca. I have to be honest with you. You made a really good point. What kind of tweaks um, would you expect or do you think you'll be doing to the website based on your personal feedback, your personal like intake and on, on how things can be improved in, uh, on the website or, or things you've heard from other people? Um, I expect that if traffic, you know, goes up, I'll, you know, maybe I could get some revenue from the website. The, the purpose of the website is not to make money. The purpose of the website is to help people. But if I do get enough website traffic to justify ads, justify sponsorships, I'll be able to invest more into the website, maybe hire someone professional to look at the website. So far, it's been me figuring this out totally from scratch, looking at YouTube videos. So the more traffic the website has, the more that I can invest in making it a better site. Well, I, I mean, as a person who can't do any of this, I'm completely stunned by the level of professionalism on the site, hearing that you've just done everything via YouTube. So I wouldn't sell yourself short. This is really actually very impressive. Thank you. How much time, by the way, would you say, like cumulative time, did it take you to, I mean, there's a lot of information here to amass all of this. I know you had the 300 pages, et cetera, et cetera. But that all, I mean, cumulatively takes time. It's many hours of work. I would say that this has been several years of investment of work of building up the Google Docs, which, by the way, are still linked 
on the website that if someone doesn't want to use the website, someone wants to download them offline, the Google Docs are still there. It does take many hours to update. It takes many hours, like a few times a year, just to go through everything and make sure that the data is updated, and especially during COVID. I want to make sure I had the most updated COVID information. So that definitely took reaching out to a lot of you know, businesses directly by email and asking them. Um, but you know, it's uh, it's 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 my baby. I like working on it, so it's all good. It is all good. It really is all good. Checkmate date dot com is where you can find all this information that Rebecca has spent countless hours, and this is certainly a labor of love, making sure that it is um, that it is as up to date as possible. God knows, knowing you, you probably update it constantly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I imagined. I imagine. Let me ask you one more question. You know, with with all the questions that people have about dating and the dating life and dating world now, whatever. I mean, how? I, I guess my question, if I if I had to formulate my question properly, is how important is that first date in terms of just making sure that it all just goes as smoothly as possible? Um, I think it depends on how high, like how important the first date is to a person. If a person like is the type that they don't jump to conclusions and they don't, you know, for, they, they give more than a first impression, then I would say the first date shouldn't be so important because you're giving that person space, you know, to get to know them. But for the people that are putting a lot of pressure on that first date, you know, it is pretty important and you don't get a second chance at a first impression. So I would encourage people to think about, you know, if they're giving themselves kind of one shot, three hours to make an impression, what venue would bring out the best in both of you? Mm. That is a very, very good point. Rebecca Spinner, checkmate checkmatedate.com. My thanks to you for your time this morning. I so appreciate it. This is a fabulous, fabulous website. I really encourage, by the way, I mean, if you got kids dating, have them look at it. If you and your husband need a night out, you should look at it. Everybody should just take a look at it. It is a fascinating website with a tremendous amount of information. And by the way, not for nothing, but with Cholamoid coming up, there are plenty of activities down here also for families that families can easily partake in if you're looking for ideas. So Rebecca, my thanks to you for your time. Kola Kavod to you. You should have a Shana Tova and a Continued Hatzlaka with the website. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network and a full afternoon of programming continues. Of course, the live lunch hosted by Yossi begins in just a few moments. We have Throwback Thursday. We have the Arab Shabbos. Yeah, of course. We have the Arab Shabbos Music Show. Hosted by Mark Zamek, brought to you by our friends at Kedem, beginning this evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Tomorrow morning, join Nahum as he hosts JM&AM, starting at 6 a.m. Eastern Time. Malcolm Holmline joins him for the weekly update, 7.40 a.m. I imagine that the uh, newest um, outbreak of anti-Semitism at Rutgers University that occurred over Rosh Hashanah will probably, I don't know if it'll if it'll take a minute or a couple of minutes, it'll be part of a weekly update, but it'll certainly spark another part of conversation where we continue to discuss the uptick in anti-Semitism here in the New York, New Jersey area. And then the after the programming continues until candlelighting here in the New York area. Our thanks as usual to Kedem for the Arab Shabbos music mix. Matzei Shabbos of Rami Ho Saturday Night Seagull starting at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Matis JM Sunday, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. 
Don't miss a minute. So we close today with Yavo by Miami Boys Choir. Why? Because it is, as you know, a TikTok sensation. And for some reason or another, even though I've known about this song forever, and it's a great song, and God knows Nachum's played it, I don't know how many gazillion times, that's for sure. And it's all over, like, Miami Boys concerts for how long? I mean, it's a classic. But yet, it seems that the rest of the earth just found out about it. Just found out about it. Wow, lost that train of thought there. So enjoy the selection, Miami Boys Choir. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.